0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Relentless Ambition. I am your host, Mike Gorius, and today we're going to talk about being a perpetual student, what it means, how to be one, the pros, and any potential cons that come with it, and this is going to be a good one. So I'm going to give you seven actionable steps with things you can do right away. This is going to be a shorter episode, but it's packed with good info. So let's jump right in. Our journey consists of never quitting and always improving. As we continue to learn and grow, there is nowhere else to go but up. We know our dreams are scary because they are based on our potential, and our potential is limitless. This relentless ambition burns deep within us and defines who we are and our choices. It's less about successes and failures and more about the innate passion to continuously test ourselves. Welcome to Relentless Ambition, a podcast dedicated to those who are always trying to improve and are never satisfied. I am your host, Mike Gorius. Now let's get 1% better. I'm going to show you how great I am. So I'm sure many, if not all of you, have heard the term perpetual student before. If not, you have heard someone say that they're a lifelong student or a forever student, a bunch of different variations. So the official definition of all of these terms that mean the same thing is someone who re-enrolls in higher education for several years longer than necessary in order to obtain a degree or multiple degrees across different fields. So I think that gives it, you know, end quote right there. I think that gives it a decent definition, but outside of the academic world, a more simple definition is literally just someone who never stops learning. So why is this important? Our world is constantly evolving and advancing. I know this is not news to anyone. We all know this. You know, if you have the growth and relentless ambition mindset, then like society, you're also going to want to grow and improve. That's just a fact. Bettering yourself daily through knowledge and personal growth is going to be critical to not getting left behind like others who are stuck in their ways or refuse to adapt. Examples of companies that we all know, we've all heard of, Blockbuster, Xerox, BlackBerry, MySpace, God, if you can remember MySpace and your top eight and whatnot, and, and BlackBerry with BlackBerry Messenger, um, actually saying that they don't think people are going to like tapping on a screen, that people like physical buttons. Um, so you can see that, yeah, they chose not to adapt and evolve there and um, it crushed them. I think back in like 2016, they had 0.2 or 0.02% of the market share, something like that. Um, It's nuts, obviously just being dominated by Apple and and Google or Samsung at this point. But anyway, so life is a continuous journey of learning, talking about being a, a perpetual student here. So the concept of being one, it embodies the mindset of embracing lifelong education So regardless of your age or background, adopting the role of being a perpetual student, it can bring forth a tremendous amount of personal and professional benefits. So let's talk about the cons. Let's first just get those out of the way of being a perpetual student. To be honest, I thought about this a lot and discussed it with a few family members and mentors. And there's really only one con that we could come up with. And the con is also a choice, and it depends on the individual as well. So some folks will display this con, and others will not. It's up to you at the end of the day. But the potential con is that if someone chooses to be a a perpetual student and only that, then they will never practice what they've learned, meaning that they do not prioritize taking action after doing the learning. You know, Maybe they love to learn and grow mentally, but that's it. You know, think of someone who loves school and books, but hardly ever puts what they learn into practice. A lot of professors actually in higher education are like this. They're good at what they do and everything they know and teach theoretically works, but little has ever been tested outside of the classroom in the real world. You know, I'm sure you can all see the negatives to this. Something that works theoretically is just that, a theory. It's never been tried and tested and you know, had true real world application at the end of the day. And that's, that's what's the most important part. So if someone spends all their time learning and no time implementing, then they'll forever be exactly where they started. You know, don't be like this, learn, then take action or even better. If there is not too much risk, take action and then learn. There's no better teacher in my opinion than experience. And a lot of the former guests I've had have said that same thing as well. So an example from, I guess what I want to share too, from my personal life in doing this, it's not too long ago. It's actually just in 2021, so just a couple of years ago. So I used that year to get myself out of debt and save money and learn about real estate investing through education. You know, I was I was doing it all. I was listening to podcasts constantly. I basically listened to no music that year. And when I was in the gym, when I was, you know, falling asleep, driving to work, just all the time. I also read six books that year on real estate investing. You know, I remember getting to the last book, reading it and thinking it was actually kind of boring. And after I finished it, I looked back and I had made considerably less notes and highlights in this book compared to others. Um, This made me realize that, you know, I didn't learn a lot from the sixth book and little to, to nothing, to be honest. And it's not that I knew how to do all those things. it's just that if you know you read two plus two equals four in one book and then you read about it in another book, you already know that, of course. yeah, so it made considerably less notes. The book was kind of boring, and that's because there's only so much you can learn about a topic from a book. so this is the con of being that perpetual student. you know you can get a really good feeling by accomplishing something by saying, oh, I read a book like me. Oh, I read six books that year. I listened to hundreds of hours, a hundred hours of podcast, whatever it might be, but I'm no further along in my journey to financial freedom and being a real estate investor. Now I just know how to talk the talk, but not walk the walk by any means. You know, that's because there's so much you can learn about a topic. There's only so much you can learn about a topic from a book, let alone six of them, like I said. And, and yeah, at some point, you know, you just need to decide when to take action. So that's when, for me, I decided to stop reading books about real estate investing and actually invest in real estate. So like I said, over that first year, or 20, you know, 2021, I read all those books. Then the first half of 2022, I networked, I took action, I made mistakes, I learned from those mistakes. And on June 9th, 2022, I finally closed on my first rental property. It's a duplex in Louisville, Kentucky, and it has, it has had positive cash flow and been an awesome investment since day one. So coming up on one year here, actually in uh, five days from now when this is being recorded, which is pretty nuts to actually think about that. That kind of just hit me. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, in those six months I of 2022, I made way more progress than any point in 2021 when I was reading those books. And I'm glad I did because I had that education, educational foundation. but Again, I I wasn't moving forward in my goals by any means. So, important to do that um, because it's those mistakes that I made in the first half of 2022. Those were key. Those were what made a difference. You know, that's where I learned the most. More from any book. Like I said, I was investing remotely. You know, as many as you know, I live in Phoenix, but it's nearly impossible to find a property that will cash flow in this city. So, you have to look elsewhere. The first two homes that I actually got under contract did not go well, to say the least. Um, The first one, the seller threatened to sue me after I had the right to back out of the contract through my inspection contingency. Thankfully, I told him to kick rocks. He went away and I got out of that one, got my earnest money back and just learned a good lesson more than anything. Didn't have a house, but I learned a good lesson. Um, The second property I got under contract, it wasn't even the same house, if you can believe that. So I saw a picture of house A and signed a contract based on those pictures. I found out a few days later that I had signed a contract for a totally different home that was in much, much worse condition. So the sellers had used photos from house A and tried to sell me house B. A couple of houses down the street, actually. Can you believe that? They claimed you know it was just a mistake, a clerical error on their end, but I don't know. I thankfully just threw my... You know, use of Google Maps and whatnot. I was able to figure that out on my own. Yeah, I probably would have figured it out as well too. You know, from any inspection that I got. Um, but still, it was it was just nuts. So obviously, got the earnest money out from there, and really from there, just took a step back, kind of reevaluated, and said, okay, here's what I've learned through taking action. Here's what I've learned through reading books, listening to podcasts. Where can I go next? And that was probably in march i think that the second one happened the second um, learning mistake there and there were definitely many more after that but yeah only a couple months later you know may 9th early may ish i make an offer on the duplex in Louisville Kentucky and 30 days later i have that so th- like it's crazy that after all the books and podcasts i listened to in 2021 i didn't make any difference in my you know real estate investing career And it only took basically two or three mistakes over a couple months before I was able to buy my first property. That's like the confidence I gained, the knowledge I gained. That's the importance of using both education, being a a perpetual student and taking action. So yeah, those are a couple of the many examples that I can share with you about why you cannot teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar or in a book or from a podcast. You know, to sum this up, the kid has to actually go out, get on the bike, learn by doing, by making mistakes, falling down, picking themselves back up. And so, yeah, you can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar if you recognize that title. It's actually a great book, by the way. Um, I'm partway through it right now. It's written by David Sandler. It's about selling and sales techniques just in general. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. Give it a read as long as you obviously promise to implement what you learn right away. So that's my story there. Let's go ahead and jump into the seven actionable steps of how you can actually be a perpetual student. Since we got that con out of the way, we can now talk about these, put them together for you. You know, They describe how to be a perpetual student and the pros that come with it. So number one, embrace growth and adaptability. So being a perpetual student means cultivating a mindset that thrives on growth and adaptability by actually recognizing that learning is going to be a lifelong endeavor. You know, you open yourself up to new experiences and opportunities for self-improvement, and it's actually this mindset that allows you to adapt to the rapidly changing world around you. Like just like we talked about before, you know, enabling you to navigate challenges with resilience and enthusiasm at the end of the day, which goes into your mindset, just like we spoke about, can arguably be the, be the most important part. Number two, expand your knowledge and skill set. So this world, there's a ton out there, ton of knowledge just waiting to be explored. We all know that, but embracing the role of being a perpetual student enables you to expand you know, your intellectual horizons whatever you want to call them and really just acquire new skills continuously whether it's enrolling in courses attending workshops or exploring online resources you know the the hunger you're going to have for knowledge that's what's going to push you to become a more well-rounded individual equipped with a diverse range of skills and expertise that you have from these books podcasts workshops and also by taking action Number three, you're going to cultivate curiosity and creativity. So, curiosity, if you don't know, is the driving force behind just exploration and discovery in in every field. By adopting that same mindset of being a, a perpetual student, you're going to nourish that innate curiosity. You're going to encourage a sense of wonder and fascination with the world around you. And this curiosity is going to, in turn, fuel your creativity allowing you to approach challenges, you know, from a bunch of different perspectives, you're going to generate new ideas, you're going to find creative solutions. But you're going to have to wonder why the world is the way that it is first in order to want to be a part of some change in your life going forward. That's that's really what clicked for me right around the time, you know, I was 25, 26 years old several years ago where Obviously, you know, driving by apartment buildings and homes and whatnot, I knew that people owned them. I knew that people rented homes. I, I of course, rented apartments and homes and things like that in the past. And I, you know, I actually met my landlord multiple times, but it just never clicked that I could do that too. And I never questioned it. I just was an NPC, living my life, just paying rent, going to sleep, waking up, going to work, paying rent. Um, I had no curiosity, no creativity. So very important one there. Next, number four, you're going to foster personal and professional development. So as a a perpetual student, personal and professional growth, are going to become intertwined. Basically, that means that you're going to continuously seek knowledge and push your boundaries. And doing so is going to enable you to develop a deeper understanding of yourself and this world the one that you're so curious about. So the skills and expertise that you've gained through this ongoing learning, it's going to enhance your professional prospects, uh, meaning it's going to open doors to new opportunities. It's going to increase your value in the workplace and really just in this world as well. um, If your goal is to, to leave your workplace, whatever your goals may be. But number five, embrace resilience and overcome obstacles. So I just spoke about too, you know, these mistakes you're going to make, there's going to be pushback, there's going to be obstacles. And being a perpetual student is not without its challenges. So it requires perseverance, resilience, and honestly, the willingness to push beyond your comfort zone. So I want you to get comfortable being uncomfortable. I've said that many times in the past. It's something that I full-heartedly believe in. And if you don't want to just live some normal life, which if you do, that's totally fine. But if you don't, if you think you're meant for more, then get ready to be uncomfortable and get ready to take some chances and get ready to embrace this perpetual student role that teaches you to view obstacles actually as opportunities for growth rather than roadblocks. So that's what being a perpetual student can help with. It's that mindset shift. The idea of an obstacle... Being exciting and a mistake being exciting because you can learn from that, you know, you're never going to do that again. That is a big mindset shift. Looking forward to hearing no from a prospect or a lead or failing at whatever it might be, those are good things because you're trying and you're learning and you're pushing forward. As long as you don't quit, then you can't be beat. So, each setback that becomes a chance to learn, you're going to adapt. You're going to emerge better than before. And ultimately, it's going to be empowering you to overcome any hurdle that comes your way. Number six, embody a growth mindset. So a perpetual student, and I remember, you know, writing this one down, thinking that it is arguably the most important one, in my opinion. But a perpetual student, it embodies a growth mindset and understanding that intelligence, And your abilities can be developed through dedication and effort. This plays back to my last episode of being consistently persistent. So this mindset, it's going to actually free you from the constraints of, you know, fixed thinking, allowing you to then embrace any challenge you're going to learn from your failures and constantly strive for improvements day after day after day. And with that growth mindset, you approach every situation as a chance to learn and grow and achieve what you believe your fullest potential is. It's not going to be easy. And there are definitely days that are going to suck more than others. But those are the ones that you embrace this perpetual student mindset. You learn from your mistakes, pick yourself up, and you get back after it. And number seven, you know, cultivate a passion for lifelong learning. This is wrapping up the seven steps here that I wrote down for you. So the beauty of being this perpetual student, that is actually going to lie within the genuine passion for learning that these seven steps are going to instill in you. So like I said, you gotta love climbing up that mountain. You gotta love learning if you want to be a perpetual student. So it's a you know great pursuit of knowledge and an unending source of inspiration and curiosity and growth mindset. And actually by immersing yourself in what can be the joy of learning you're going to look at each day you know with more of a sense of purpose and fulfillment not every day is going to be perfect not every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows most days are not honestly but if you can go through each day just trying to better yourself and learn one new thing it's going to transform your life just in awesome ways into what you describe as that perfect picture of growth and wisdom and i probably actually i shouldn't say perfect by any means but you'll be a lot better off than where you were years ago. So there you have it. Those are the seven that I had for you. I guess in conclusion, being a perpetual student, it's, it's really an invitation just to embrace the journey of lifelong learning. You know, it empowers you to evolve, adapt, and seize any opportunity for growth, you know, just by cultivating the curiosity, like I talked about, embracing resilience, and embodying a growth mindset You really unlock that true potential to just embark down whatever path, you know, personal or professional development that you're looking to do. So embrace the role of a perpetual student. Let the pursuit of knowledge and self-improvement just guide you along that path towards achievement and whatever possibilities and your goals are. But don't forget, and this again, arguably the most important aspect, you need to take action even if it is imperfect. You've heard of analysis paralysis, and you don't want to get stuck in that. You might be stuck in that right now, which is why you're listening to this. But analysis paralysis, again, using real estate investing as an example, I have talked to investors who admit that they've been stuck in analysis paralysis for years. And for whatever reason, they just can't get out of it. Maybe they need to listen to this podcast. Um, They can't get out of it. And I've talked to investors that they don't know that they're they've been in analysis paralysis for years and they have some sort of just fog you know over them that isn't letting them see that they haven't taken any action and yeah they've read another book or whatever it might be but they've been trying to buy their first you know rental property for six years and they have the cash but they just choose not to close for whatever reason so yeah you do not want to get stuck in analysis paralysis I know it is a dichotomy between learning constantly and taking action, but you definitely can do both. You know, you should be constantly learning, but you need to take action if you want to see results. So make sure to give yourself time to take action and don't have your nose just stuck in a book 24-7. Make sense? Get it? Got it? Good. All right, moving on. This is also important because most, if not all people that have started a hobby later in life and are now successful, they will tell you that if they could go back and change one thing, that it would be they wish they had started sooner. Imagine where you would be today if you had started whatever it is you want to do a year ago. Now, also imagine where you will be a year from now if you start today. You do not want to be listening to this episode for a second, third, or fourth time in 2024. Get out there, take the action, Build off what you already know, what you've learned. Or if you're at the beginning stages, go buy that one or two different books, listen to a couple podcasts, but make sure that once you know something, once you learn it, it's important to implement it. That's why I always have the saying, let's get after it. That's going to wrap it up for this one though. Thanks for tuning in. This one was fun to write and record and you can tell that I love talking about things like this and the last episode titled Consistently Persistent. If you haven't checked that one out, make sure you do. It's one you don't want to miss and it focuses on teaching you how to do manageable, consistent, persistent habits every day in order to achieve your goals. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, I'm your host Mike Gorius and you are listening to Relentless Ambition. As always, you can't control what happens to you in life, but you can control how you respond to the events in your life. Get out there, take action, be a perpetual student, and let's get after it. I'm gonna show you.